Welcome to Potter Familias, coming to you from Fairhope, Alabama. I'm Todd Sylvester. And I'm Stefan Sylvester. What's your favorite Christmas movie? Uh, Die Hard, obviously. <laughs> you are a Obviously, that's the only correct answer. <laughs> because we're men. No, because the movie's awesome. That... <sighs> I'm I'm not in the camp that says that it a is a Christmas movie. movie. Okay, well, how would you define a Christmas movie then? A I'm movie in, that I'm you want to watch around Christmas. Die Hard, you can watch anytime. I want to watch Die Hard every year around Christmas. Fair. Okay. I mean, if that's your definition, then, all right, then name another one. Because the majority of our listeners, I don't know, put, another... leave in the comments. Am I wrong? No, Die Hard's definitely a Christmas movie. This is like settled. All right, other Christmas <laughs> movies that you like. Um. Well, I, I really like "It's a Wonderful Life." That one is almost in a category by itself mm, it's because incredible. it is so good. Oh, the movie's so fantastic! Did the lights just get brighter? In yeah, here? yeah, they did because the dimmer switch gets weird with LEDs. Oh, interesting. Even though it says "is dimmable," they are lying. Oh, <laughs> good to know. A, a newer movie, though, it's only about three years old, that we just saw mm-hmm. was The Man Who Invented Christmas, which is the story around Charles Dickens when he wrote A Christmas Carol. And I don't know how much of it was based on fact, because when he wrote Oliver Twist, he was extremely successful, but then he had a few flops after that. Oh. Financially. Didn't go well. They still were kind of living a lavish lifestyle, and he was in a lot of debt. And when he wrote A Christmas Carol, his publisher didn't want it because they, they weren't doing so well. Or they said, well, maybe we'll consider it. He's like, fine, I'll do it myself. I'll print it myself, which was very expensive. Mm-hmm. And he did it. And they came out on December 19th. And by the 24th, every copy had sold. How many copies did he print? I, I don't know. But, I mean, it, it was a financial complete turnaround for his family wow that's pretty cool and it's it's one of the most widely published books ever well the story is so compelling i mean so fantastic i think it's it's been used in almost every discussion of classic storytelling that i've ever been a part of people talk about the story because everybody knows it it's ubiquitous and it's right up there with some of the religious epics so that makes sense i've never seen the movie though the it, new one. It's a it's a new movie, and I highly recommend it. Cool. Yeah, it's fantastic. I might have to check that out. Put it up there with Die Hard <laughs> and, and Elf. <laughs> Probably. I don't know. Well, okay. And I forgot about Elf. Elf is amazing as well. <laughs> Did you know that most of that movie, or I shouldn't say most of it, but all of the scenes, for the most part, in New York were filmed without actors. Correct. It was just John Favreau and Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell in the costume. Walking around New York. When he went through the Lincoln Tunnel, and he really walked through the Lincoln Tunnel, he supposedly caused just not, nothing serious, but like three fender benders. Because <laughs> people were like, what the? That's awesome. <laughs> oh, that's the most New York thing ever. Yeah. Nice. nice. Good stuff. All right. You ready to punch it up? Yeah, yeah, Because this, this is very close to my heart. Very close to my heart, what we're going to be talking about. I've had a lot of guys that have come to me 
early on and have said, Todd, can I mentor, can you mentor me? Or can I, almost like an apprenticeship or something weird like that. And I'm like, well, what are you talking about? It's like, well, you seem to be such a handy guy and I want to learn that kind of stuff. I want to be a blacksmith. Well, I'm not a blacksmith. That's the funny part. <laughs> I am not a skilled craftsman. I don't consider myself on any level, but debatable. I am handy. I am handy. That's what I consider myself. Because, okay. and the reason why I can say I'm not a skilled craftsman—that's not—that's not false modesty. I have known skilled craftsmen. I have known. We had a dear friend of ours one time that it was annoying when we would go and pick out wood because he would just, oh no, the bad green. Oh no, look at that, oh, bad green. And I'm looking at it going, that looks fine. Like I would use that piece of wood. Like, <laughs> let's go. Just put it on the on the cart and let's get out of here. But these are the kind of people that they would look at stuff and they're almost like one with the material. I've yeah. never been there. I'm fine at building like the the desktop here. If you're looking at this on YouTube, I I built this mm -hmm. and I can do stuff like that. And I'm great with especially when things are squared. Yeah. As soon as they get into the weird geometrical angles, like right now they're putting an addition on our house and they're framing up the roof and and I'm looking at it going, that's a that angle I can get that side, but the other side, God, that would be horrible. Yeah. So but somehow it works. It somehow it works. But a lot of these people, I get it. They've come and they've said, "Well, Todd, I I I want to learn how to be handy." And it, I beg the question, and you can answer this for me. This is not a rhetorical question. Sure. Is it important to be handy? Here we're pater familias, so the yep. father of the father of the family. So if you're the dad, is it important for you to be handy? Yes. However, I think that you and I define uh, what that word means differently. Okay, define it for me. <clears throat> so for me, like there, there are a lot of things that my wife will occasionally ask me to do around the house. Such as? Such as, hey, will you build this piece of furniture that I bought from Big Lots? Okay, today? well, right off the bat, I'm going to jump all over you up over the word. That yeah. would be assemble. Assemble this piece of furniture. That's right, a no, no. big difference. And look, I am not... <laughs> The reason why you and I define it differently isn't because I think I have some skill. <laughs> it's because I have no skill. That is not true. I totally disagree with you. Because you no, I don't know how to do anything. That, I can use a drill. Th then you can't say you don't know how to do anything. Okay, because right. I know guys but, that don't have drills. But realistically. They, they're homeowners. Okay. And they don't have drills. Fair enough. But realistically, okay, and I think it's a problem with comparison as well because I'm looking at all the things that you can do, and, and that's thinking, not fair. Man, I'm 52 years old. I can old. do like 10 percent of those things, maybe. I am 52 years old. I should be able to do at least a little bit more than you. Well, that's fair, but I mean, you've been able to do a lot of that stuff since I was a kid. Well, right, but a lot of it, I think, comes down to attitude, and I don't know why I always love to tinker. So, okay, then maybe our definitions are closer than I thought, because what I was going to say is whenever Afton asks me to do something and I don't necessarily have the, you know, the requisite skills or whatever, right. I tend to just sit there and figure it out if I have time. And I and, think that to me is handy. And so there's there's a lot of things where we definitely have to call somebody. There are a lot of things that I'm not comfortable doing on my own that I know you are comfortable doing on your own. But I'll bet you when I was 29 years old, I may not have been comfortable doing okay. it on my own. Fair enough. That's fair. You could be right. Um, but for example, tonight I was putting up our Christmas tree and 
and uh, this is going to be after Christmas probably when this is released, but I was putting up our Christmas tree and we always get a small tree because our kids are still little. And so the easiest thing for us to do is to put a table in the living room and then put the tree in a stand on top of the table. That's smart. Because then we can mitigate some of the, like the first time that we had a Christmas tree around the kids, we learned this the hard way, that if you have the tree on the ground and it's a six foot tree, then you hear a, (laughs) and there's a kid trapped under the Christmas tree. And I remember thinking like, why didn't we, why didn't we think about this? Like, this is so obvious that this is a bad idea if you have toddlers. And so ever since then, we put a table, and then we put the tree stand and the, the tree inside the stand on top so of the table. So then how tall is the tree? If it's oh, in- it's like four feet. It's very Where small. do you get a four-foot tree? This year from Home Depot. So that's like the Charlie Brown section in the back? No, no. It's a big, full tree. It's just small. Well, you can't say big full tree. It you is a say it is a full tree. A full four foot tree. It looks look how full it looks the like midget tree is. <laughs> oh my god, you can't use that word. What are you doing? Little, We're gonna get canceled. Well, what am I supposed to say? A the, little person tree? The dwarf? No. What is wrong with you? The smaller tree. Get I'll that go. word association out of your head. Why is that the, derogatory? The tiny tree or the dwarf tree or any other of the 20 adjectives you could use to describe something smaller than regular. Why? Oh, my gosh. Uh, all right, everybody. Let's just regroup here for a second. Dad's choking. Are you okay? You good? That was funny. You have water in your lungs now? Yes, I have pneumonia. Guys, he's got COVID. I have pneumonia. Spontaneously. Okay, go Okay, ahead. I'm sincerely sorry. I didn't mean to make you laugh oh. that hard. But we have a, um, let's say, a, a vertically challenged tree. Okay, that's better. And it looks like you took the corners of the picture of a Christmas tree and just shrunk it. So it's perfectly... Symmetrical. Symmetrical, but oh, cool. it's just a smaller tree. Right. So that's why we picked it out, too. Can I ask, how much does this cost? Well, this is kind of cool. So I, I can tell this to the, the listeners on the podcast because uh, it's coming out weeks later. But there was a a guy. So I have, to, I have to give you the backstory. So we get to Home Depot, and I'm like, okay, it's freezing outside. Let me just run out and get the tree, and I'll come right back. And then Eli's like, I have to poop. So I was like, oh, what? all right, just come with me. Like, I didn't have time to think about it. So Eli's walking with me, and he's kind of doing the dance back and forth. And I'm like, all right, well, we need to get inside quickly. So we walk up to the guy who's selling the Christmas trees, and he looks miserable. And I'm like, oh, man, he's he's having a, a rough go of it. Because he's out here. He has to wear a mask because that's required when he's interacting with people, even though he's outside, which makes a ton of sense. And... He is waiting for people to come up and ask if they can get a tree. And otherwise, he's keeping the lights off and he's sitting in his little cabin thing to, right, to right. block some of the wind. So we came up and he's like, hey, are you guys looking for a tree? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. What do you have left? And he says, okay, everything on this row is this much. And I was like, ooh, that's kind of expensive. Can, can I give you this much? And he was like, no, man, I'm not allowed to do that. I was like, come on. Can't you just knock like five bucks off the price for us? Like none of these are going to sell. Like, no offense. And he's like, no, 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 I know. But if the price, like, if it's got a sticker on it, that's the price I have to sell it to you for. So I'm like, oh, all right. So I'm kind of rushing because I'm like, forget it. We'll just pay for it. It doesn't matter. Like, I just won't get a Christmas gift. It's fine. And 
So we find this one, and I'm like, oh, this is a, a this is perfect. It's four feet tall. It's got a good trunk, and it looks like a, a full Christmas tree. How much is this one? And he comes over, and he's like, uh, well, and he's looking, and he's like, you know what? Just take it. And I'm like, excuse me, what now? No, no, I, I would like to pay for this. And he's like, no, 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 no. It doesn't have a tag on it, and I don't know where the tag is. Come on. So just take it. It's free. That's Merry awesome. Christmas. And I was like, okay, this is amazing. Merry so I was able to get Eli inside into the store. He, uh, he went to the bathroom. Everything was great. There you go. And so we got a free Christmas tree this year. And it's now sitting on a table in our living room. But the reason why I brought up the tree is because Afton was like, hey, will you put the tree in our tree stand that we have? And our tree stand is designed for a tree that has a trunk the size of, you know, someone's arm. Right. Like, it's it's. After a while, you start cranking down the screws, and it's like, okay, they won't go any further. Right, right. Okay. And this is so... a tiny tree. So I took a piece of a cardboard box, and I cut it the right size, and I rolled it up and tried to match it to where on the tree the screws are going to be making contact. Right. And then in order to get it around the branches, I had to make some cuts in it and like slice all the way down one side, but I got it in there. And then screwed everything down, and the tree is in there, and it's not going anywhere. See, but that's exactly what I'm talking about. That to me is handiness. Okay, then I guess I am handy, but it, I would never have, I would never have called myself handy. And and to answer the question, because I've had the some people that have, like I said before, have asked for my help concerning this in developing those skill set, and I've also had people that have said it's not a big deal, and if you let's say are super wealthy and you can just hire these handyman services that will come to your house man that would be nice um i don't know how nice that would be because i do think that there is a certain level that we should be able to accomplish as men well i agree if you are physically able then i believe that there's a certain level of quote-unquote handiness that truly is important i I would say it's imperative in a home family situation okay well hang on a second so what do you do if you come from a family where you don't have an example to follow for that because in my case no, that's a good question the reason why i have the mindset where even if i don't necessarily have the skills to be able to do something specific i feel that and i I honestly don't even know if i've like ever thought about this before but i do have this feeling of responsibility and duty to where if my wife asks me to do something that's kind of technical or requires me to work with my hands a little bit, even if I don't necessarily know what I'm doing, if I feel like I'm not going to make it worse by trying, Mm -hmm. then I need to try. Well, but that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, but I got that from you, from watching you. I think part of it just comes from us being men. I really do. Well, uh, I've met guys who would, um, would blow a big hole in that theory. But... Deep down, I think it's really in us. I disagree. Well, all right. You can disagree, but I'm looking at the origins of when we used to live in caves. You know, I mean, you, there's there's something about being a man where you're supposed to be able to, to a certain level, to a certain degree. I'm not saying that every single one of us needs to develop these skill sets to the point of craftsmanship. Mm-hmm. We don't have to be, I do woodworking a little bit, but I've, I'm not going to make a baby grand piano. For mom, yeah, with inlay ebony, it's it's just not going to happen. That that'll that'll never come. But I'm I'll build her a deck, and I'll build her the cool swing thing hexagon that's going to be around the fire pit. That's going to okay, be. Really I am cool. really excited about that. That's going to be really cool. But it's things like that. Okay, so 
if you went to answer your question, if you didn't grow up doing this kind of stuff, then I have a couple of recommendations. Number one, YouTube videos. Yeah. They're in- incredibly helpful. I s- use them all the time. Yeah, I don't know if there's a single thing that I've ever needed visual instructions for that I haven't been able to find on YouTube. And that it, wasn't the case a few years ago. It is pretty trippy. I, In fact, I'm amazed at how many of these videos are on there. Channels that aren't even monetized. Nope. And I just think deep down, people want to teach people. They really do. And yeah. I'm grateful for it because things like, okay, auto repair. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of things in auto repair. And I don't mind diving in there, but it's a whole lot easier to go, wait a minute. All right. If I'm, if I've a blend door actuator, I mean, who deals with that kind of stuff? Yeah. Dude, you type it into YouTube and there's somebody and showing it you came how to up. Do it. You know, it's like, oh, yeah. all right. That's how that piece comes off. That was Thank like, you. That was like, so when we did the brake job, I didn't realize that you had gone on YouTube to look up how, how to do all that stuff. I just thought, like, wow, my dad's a wizard. <laughs> no, no. That was also the fourth or fifth time that i've done breaks on a toyota sienna (laughs) so you are a wizard not a wizard but it's the point is and we've discussed this before yes how it's just a mentality Mm -hmm. of being able to try things out and i understand by the way i am not recommending that you dive in you know all the way if you've never experienced any of this kind of stuff like I'm going to get in trouble when mom listens to this podcast with the, uh, with what I'm about to share. Okay. But today I was doing a little bit of electrical work. And normally, by the way, I'm really good. I, I trace down where the breakers are. I turn mm-hmm. the power off before I'm doing anything. It was a very minor thing. I was switching, changing out a switch. Okay. So single pole switch, two wires, people, that's it. And I couldn't find the breaker. I was trying to do a tracer, and I said, there must be another panel. It was in a building that I had not worked in before, and I'm like, forget it. I'm just going to do it live. Oh, no. And I did it. And, and No sparks. No one got shocked. Everything's fine. Okay. Changed out the switch. The light was working. Do, 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 do. Bye. No fire. No fire. I do not recommend that to anyone who has never worked electrical before. Yeah. I don't recommend that at all. Now, electricians are laughing right now. Yes. They're, they're listening to this going, live single pull switch. Like, you Get stupid it, you idiot. idiot. You yeah. know, like, that, what a big deal. <laughs> I could do that with my eyes closed with one hand. It's like, okay, because that's what they do. Yeah. To, but to get to that point, you have to start somewhere. You have to start yeah. somewhere. No, that's fair. And I think that was why I'm I'm so vehemently disagreeing with you about the it being an innate masculine thing. And I don't I don't think that... Like maybe I wasn't making myself clear. So I agree that there are generalizations you can make about the interest that men have in things to want to fix or to, I guess, I, I want to say compose, but that's not the right word, like build or create. Mm-hmm. I see that, but it manifests itself in different ways. You don't necessarily have to be good with your hands. Like I know there's a friend of ours who he works uh, I think he's got a government job doing software engineering and writing code. He literally, and I wish I was kidding about this, called someone to help him fix the lock on their front door. Like, well, how badly did it need to be fixed? What are we talking about? The doorknob was loose. Okay, see, but that 
This it was something. It was something that could have been fixed with a screwdriver. A screwdriver, but you had to know exactly how to fit it back together. And he was like, "I'm really not comfortable with this." And he couldn't call his dad because his parents are older. But here's the thing: so he needs help with things like that, or feels like he does. Now, hang on. But he can do things that seem like magic uh, all right. to me. And and I get that. But my next question is: when he did call someone, all right, and if he if he has the means to do that, that's great. He does. Did he watch the person do it? No. So that the next time he doesn't have to call the locksmith again to tighten two darn screws. Because in his head, the reason why he didn't watch and say, oh, I'll be able to do this next time. And granted, that's something that I would do, but that's also a mindset thing. He's thinking in terms of I need to have every like every minute possible where I'm technically working available for me to actually work instead of having to worry about all this other th- stuff that for him it's easy for him to be able to pay for this stuff yeah but every minute come on well when you're making six hundred dollars an hour then that matters i know that it matters but there's still going to be some downtime on a saturday when you're going into the kitchen and you pull on a cabinet pull and the thing comes off. You're not going to call someone or you shouldn't have to call someone on a Saturday at 11 o'clock in the morning so be, because you can't do two screws. But some people do. I, and I, not only do some people do it, but some people have the means to do it and they want to spend time with their family. I, and they, I mean, what what is the reason beyond having this sense of like, you should be able to work with your hands? Like, I, 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 I get it. Think I understand. There, I, and you guys can disagree with me out there. You, go ahead and, and just rake me over the coals in the comments. That's fine. But I feel that as men, there's sure there should be a certain level of handiness. And I agree with you up to a certain point. And I'll bet you we kind of agree on where that point is, because I don't think you have to be as advanced as me. I don't. Yeah, in, but in I fact, mean, in fact, if I had the money, I would have liked to have brought your van to a brake place and had them do the brake job. Mm-hmm. I would have liked that. Just recently, I did some drum brakes, and it was a pain in the butt. I hate trying to work those springs it now, is not fun now i hate drum brakes yeah too. yeah it wasn't fun i nope. mean I, I just did it last week my hands were all messed yeah, up yeah and, and i was torn up too i was bleeding it's yeah. like why am i doing this well i'm doing it out of necessity right and so if i was a millionaire tomorrow i'm not one of those guys that well i'm still because i can do this i'm gonna do it no 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 not at all there was a time when a friend of ours came over and i think i talked about this in the last podcast when we were discussing this is we we had a water leak and I had to replace the water heater. Did I yeah, talk you, about that? You, wait, wait, yeah. So you already told the story, so yeah. we can skip that. But but here's the thing: the point so was, is it about necessity? Because if it is, then what you're saying is is contradicting that. Well, I'm saying to a certain level. You and I both said to a certain point. Yeah. I don't think that you should be calling a locksmith to tighten two Phillips head screws on the back side of a door handle. I do not think that that's what you should be doing. Now, you can say, oh, you're making $600 an hour. You want to spend time with your family. It still doesn't feel right for me as a man. And that's fair. But I don't think that you can then extend that feeling to all other men. Oh, that's what I'm saying. This is just how I feel. I'm not the one that's judging everything. You just made a statement, and it was a should statement. All men should be some level of handy. And you were using that as a specific example of like, no, that's going too far. Yeah, that's my judgment. 
Now, and I'm saying I can be wrong, but it is how I feel. Okay. See, it, that's that's different from what you said before. Well, because I like to do things with fervor. Yeah, and I know. I'm right there with you. I just don't quite uh, have all the same skills yet. Oh, I, I think you do. You have a lot of skills. No, no, no. And I'm not saying that to put myself down in any way. I'm saying that with the sense of as my life continues and as we become homeowners, hopefully eventually, and things break, I'll have to learn a lot of this stuff. But you, you've you already learned a lot. And the level of handiness that I'm talking about really is you're in the zone. You already mentioned that you were able to assemble a piece of furniture. Yeah, because they make I know it... people that pay people to do that stuff. Ooh, seriously? Not because they don't want to or not because they're making so much money or they want to spend time with their family. They can't do it. Hmm. I have been called over to people's houses where a bookcase is leaning <laughs> at a 45 degree angle. And I'm like, what is going on? Todd, can oh, you just no. put a couple screws in it? No. I'm going to tear that thing down and start over. And then when I do and they put it together, they really do think that I, I waved a magical wand. I'm yeah. like, no, these instructions that are in the box, these instructions, <laughs> I read them. Yeah. Even with the bad translation, oh you know, but yeah. I read them and, and I put the thing together. That's the level of handiness that I'm talking about. I'm not saying that you need to be able to do a brake job or yeah. you need to be able to put a new roof on a building. No, I'm, no, I'm no, not that's, saying that. that's fair. So I guess I would then say I'm handy. Yes, I, w I would say that too. And it is important to be handy, I would say. Because you also even have just the minor tools at your house. Mm -hmm. I, I, I was at a friend's house some months back. And they're like, hey, Todd, can you take a look at this? Do you mind fixing it? Yeah, yeah, grab your drill, man, and I'll, I'll fix it right now. I'm always a little embarrassed having to pull out our hammer, though, because it's purple and tiny. <laughs> that, that is kind of a little... Yeah. yeah. I, we had a better hammer, and someone borrowed it and never, never, never came, came back. back. So yeah. we'll get another story, one eventually. Story of our lives. Yeah. The little one works fine. This is the reason why I have, like, eight hammers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Because, you do have, like, eight I hammers. I do. Don't you have a drawer that's just full of hammers? Yes. <laughs> Because when people borrow them, yeah. they don't return them. Oh, I so love guess it. what I do? I buy another hammer. Because mm -hmm. you always need eight. That's awesome. <laughs> That's like this This memory just came back to me from when I was a kid of opening the drawer and being like, wow, dad has so many hammers. He does. He's so good at this. I lent a couple of those hammers, by the way, to your children this past weekend. What did they do with them? They went around to the piles of wood and were hitting them. Awesome. And Eli came over and said, Grandpa, come sit by me while I build. I love it. That's and amazing. He was just hitting everything with the hammer. <laughs> I was like, yes, awesome. that is See? my son. They're getting there. Yeah. They're getting there. Cool. Pretty awesome. All right. So a dad thing. You got a dad thing? My dad thing would be that I, th I think it's even if you... With your kids, if they're not totally invested, you should at least sh expose them to doing these kinds of things. Yeah. Like, I remember when your voice started changing when we were building a shed and you were up on the roof putting down the decking with the, the framing nail gun and I'm doing something down below or whatever and all of a sudden I hear, hey, Dad, I need some more nails. And I look up, I'm like, oh, my Lord. <laughs> my son is a man. Yeah. I remember as I felt, I felt so cool getting to use the nail gun. 
It was extremely cool. My dad thing is, and I think I've said this one before, but I was reminded of it again this weekend, the importance of eye contact and yeah. listening. Yeah. That's because huge. man, I'll, I'll tell you what, I can, I can see it in the eyes of my kids, how important it is that I give them attention and that they know that I'm giving them my full attention. Yeah. They know when you're present and when you're not. Yeah. yeah, especially when we're looking in our phones. Yeah. Man, which is hard to do. Tell you what. Thanks so much for listening. Yeah, Not you guys days. are awesome. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I heard from like four or five new people that I didn't realize listen, that they're listeners. Yeah, we, we have the best listeners in the world. Yeah, y'all Tremend- are cool. Tremendous feedback. But let us know in the comments how you feel about this. And I don't, I don't mind if you say, Todd, you're an idiot <laughs> and you're wrong. Like, share, subscribe, become a patron if you feel like it. Do and we'll all see y'all next week. Thank you. Thank you.